There's a huge distinction between information, knowledge and understanding that most people don't appreciate. When you build a course around your core concept, you want to make sure it performs and people get the results that you promise. In part two of our Earn What You're Worth series, we're talking about what being worth it actually means in practice for the course you build around your core concept. Come join me. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hey, 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 good to have you with me once again for our second installment of the three-part little series on Earn What You're Worth. Last time, we were looking at the notion of creating a movement around a core concept to position an offer around, something that attracts intrigue, provides a transformation that people want and improves performance in some way. The most profitable ideas stem from a core concept that helps someone do something new, different, better or faster. If you want to build a performance boosting course, you can't go about it from a content first perspective. Most experts who go about creating a course, especially an online course, are really mostly building an information product. Even if they create something that has some live interaction or a group program, they can end up essentially just transferring knowledge. And that doesn't guarantee any change in behavior or performance. The reason it turns out that way is because they start with content and don't always go beyond a list of topics. Most experts even go about course creation all wrong. They pick a topic and then they create an outline, a curriculum that's just a list of topics and lessons. And maybe a discussion forum gets bolted on. But please hear this and take it on board. There's a huge distinction between information, knowledge and understanding that most people don't appreciate. What's missing is a focus on education and transformation. People don't learn by knowing more. They learn by gathering information, making meaning of it and applying that knowledge to perform better. And to do that, they need a richer context than just content. When you build a course around your core concept, you want to make sure it performs and that people get the results that you promise. In part two here of our Own What You're Worth series, we're talking about what worth it actually means in practice. So first, let's look at what do we mean by a performance boosting course? So a performance boosting course is one that delivers the result, the transformation that people want and what you promise in your marketing for your course's core concept. Planning a course that gets results means looking beyond the content. That's how you create bigger profits than your competitors who are selling information products or even education-based courses. Information and education in the sense of talking about a topic will not necessarily lead to someone being able to achieve results. 
For instance, if you're promising a mind-blowing offer and your core concept is landing with your target market, you want the results to be mind-blowing as well. This means you'll need to give your clients the necessary tools to get from A, where they are now, to B, where they want to be. And that's about performance, not just know more, but do something better to get better results, be it mindset, profit, weight loss, fitness, reduced anxiety, happier kids, happier relationships, or something else that they want to achieve. In your course, you'll need to provide the bridge. And the best way to do this is by setting them a task to do, then giving them a chance to reflect on and discuss it, explore the experience of what happens and improve each time they apply the new ideas or techniques. You'll need to give them activities that help them construct meaning from what you teach. And you'll need to help them contextualize your process to fit their particular environment or business or their life, depending on what you help them with. Application of learning and feedback, whether self-reflection, peer discussion, or tutor feedback, or a combination of all three, provides experiential learning. This is where the concepts really come home, you know, what we call conceptual understanding, where the big aha moments click into place and the best learning experience happens, as well as boosting performance. And this, of course, is more likely to foster fabulous reviews and testimonials for your course or program. When people are supported and given feedback, that's how they'll improve performance. The course content and the course activities, coupled with a feedback loop, is how people create transformation. They're able to connect the dots and make sustainable changes in how they think, behave and perform in certain situations. Next, let's turn to how to package your expert system into an effective educational design. We talked a little bit about this in a previous episode, looking at starting with the learning outcomes and working your course design back from there. In turning your expertise into real education, and remember that means beyond just communicating information or having people gather more knowledge, you'll need to think carefully about how you design for performance gains. You can't just pour a load of information onto a page and call it a course. Every piece of content, every resource, every activity, every task needs purpose, structure, engagement and support. So first, create your curriculum outline as a series of steps, not just a series of topics. Think carefully about how the steps flow. How does this support your learners or is it in a sequence that they will find actually quite hard? Imagine you're teaching someone to drive. What's the first step, second step, third step? It's often difficult when it's so natural to you once you've been driving for years to break it down into those, into those simple steps for new drivers. What do they need to know before they turn the engine on? What about once they're actually on the road? Scary thought brings me back to memories of teaching my son to drive. <laughs> But what are some of the critical things that's going to keep them on the straight and narrow, keep them out of harm's way, keep them focused on the task in hand without being distracted? What are the hard rules that they need and the not so important things that you could add later as a bonus advanced lesson, perhaps? Even if those things like how the clutch works with the engine and the wheels, even if they're super interesting to you as the expert, that detail too early on is just going to confuse or overwhelm or even frighten your new driver. 
Once you have your series of steps, your course outline, some call it a storyboard or mind map, if not linear, here's how to design each lesson. First, take one meaningful topic, a single idea or strand that sits underneath your core concept, the result that they want. Think of it like the first milestone on the success pathway on your roadmap. Second, set a clear objective, outcome and measure. See episode 67 where I went through nailing a simple online learning design and evaluation plan for your course or program. And number three, identify a purposeful task and resource to support that learning outcome. Four, create some kind of interaction or dialogue. And five, add a means to track progress. Here's an example. There's a ton of techniques you can learn from me about how to get more clients to grow your business and another ton of reasons why some things will work for you and some things won't. But it's hard to sell strategy. So our core concept is about working smarter, not harder. The problem is people are exhausted and overwhelmed. They don't have a clear path. So our solution is leverage and a roadmap. The actual solution depends on what else you've got going on. But to your audience, it feels like you're offering them a shortcut. A way to shorten your learning curve, which was the actual wording in one of the marketing campaigns we ran early on. Of course, there are also cowboys that promise the world and don't deliver. But these shortcuts are why products or courses that promise to give you the secrets to crack the code, they work really well. And yes, I've fallen for that kind of hype for sure. It's useful info, but didn't really move me forward. One of my clients, his course is all about hacks to help early career professionals think, act and perform at executive level. It's a shortcut. The kind of things he teaches took him a decade to learn. And you know the saying, I wish someone had taught me these things when I was an early career professional. It would have saved me a ton of time and frustration and got me promotion way faster. That's the performance boost the course delivers. It's great marketing. We joke that his courses are like plugging into the matrix. You get a fast shot in the arm, well, the neck, and you're good to go. He's just run a pilot and his students loved it. He's an absolute mentor for them and, and it's delivered huge value for them. And of course, he's not charging nearly enough. Is a pilot for sure, but if he wants to earn what he's worth, then he needs to raise his fees as the course runs mainstream. And there's definitely a B2B opportunity in there, as organizations would also really value being able to get their new managers up to executive level performance fast. Have you ever felt like the more knowledge of the problem and possible solutions you gather, the more overwhelmed, confused and stressed you feel? Well, you can bet your clients feel the exact same way too. What they need most is to understand how the information you give them fits into the overall objective of what they want to achieve and is particular to their situation. They want to see how to progress from step one to step two to step three, etc., to achieve the end goal. So at least think about whether your topics need to be covered in sequence so a linear design, or students could start where they have the most need, like a pick and mix, a, a modular design. Or in fact, if they start with an activity and use the content and resources to support the task you ask them to do, an action learning design. Let me give you three principles for performance boosting course design. Number one, focus on helping people do something better. When courses come out on paper, they almost 
always turn into a list of topics you can talk about, right? So what's missing? What's missing is the focus on performance. Courses that are only based on content create a disconnect in the learner's mind. So the first principle is this. People don't need to know more things. They need to develop skills and perform better. So if we want them to do something better, they need a richer context than just content, than just information. Second, you need to bridge the gap between the current and the desired state. Think about how your course can create a bridge between current performance and better performance. So when you plan out your course, think about it in performance terms. What's the thing that needs transforming? What's the object of the transformation? How can you or they assess where they're at first of all? What activities will help them practice or develop better performance in that area? And how will they know or measure how far they've progressed? Make a list of incoming student performance. What do they look like, sound like, act like? What do they believe? And what are their philosophies related to your subject matter? What mindsets do they have? It's almost certain that it won't be solved by an information dump or in one step or one activity alone. Make a content decision based on what are the steps to build and strengthen performance. To bridge the gap, what is a graduate of your course able to do and achieve better than someone that hasn't taken the course? For each bit of content, does it help fill the gap? Decide what's in and what's out. And the third principle is to address barriers to performance. The barriers to performance are likely part of your course's sales narrative, where you define and agitate the sources of the problem they have. Why aren't your clients performing better at this specific thing or in this area of their life or business? Your core concept is likely to speak to this, so it allows you to come full circle back to the roadmap, symptoms, problems, solution, and steps to transformation. Dig deep into your target market's experience of the problem. Get that problem language. And this speaks to the motivation that you need to create at the start of the course and indeed at the start of every module or lesson. We tend to think that knowledge will solve our problem and that's universally not the case. We need to recognize and understand the barriers to underperformance in order to reduce or eliminate that barrier. Is it a mindset or a resource issue? Is it a prioritization issue? Is it a recall issue? And to do so requires you to include tasks that help people explore, reflect, practice a relevant activity, to understand it in all of its richness, and then to work to resolving it. What is it that's preventing you from performing at a higher level in your business? Do you know the root cause of what's not working well enough or fast enough for you? Once you start with the bottleneck, and start solving that, you have an epic course in your hands. Same concept as an info product, but this approach will set your course apart from all the others. What is that one thing that I can solve for my client on student? If you spend the time to sink into your customer's mindset and uncover the true barriers to better performance, you will create a hugely successful course or program. And it's then also way easier to promote your core concept, to identify the transformation you deliver and market the course. So to summarize, when you create a performance boosting course, 
your participants will practically trip over themselves to buy and tell others about it too. There are four things that you want to make sure you do. Number one, make sure you're only focusing on one core concept and put your unique spin on it, even if you feel like it's all been done before. Number two, make sure you identify what you absolutely must outsource for the best results. This also allows you to get your course up and running really fast. Number three, make sure you weigh the pros and cons of using discounts or special offers. Stand in your value. Number four, then make sure you pack your course so full of value, clients will be delighted to come back for more too. So as an expert, your best strategy to help your clients get the outcome they really want is by adding value to the knowledge base. And this is how you get noticed. Find your voice, give people a clear deliverable, a perspective, a set of principles, a process, worksheets, or a system for thinking through, planning, and implementing the thing they want to do. And make sure you deliver on your promises. In part three next time, we will look at how to bring your core concept course to market, the final piece of the puzzle to earn what you're worth. See you then. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.